Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. Are you a woman who's ready to excel in her career and her life? Are you ready to be a professional saleswoman by using your inherent qualities? Are you a woman who wants to be better prepared for a leadership position? Then you're in the right place. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. It's about women in business, work-life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communications. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman is your connection to women nationally, internationally, and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Find out more at www.sellinginaskirt.com. Now, your host, Judy Hoberman, on C-Suite Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to the discussion of the day on Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. You know, it's always interesting to me when we think about all the different ways our lives take us. From when we were little and our parents told us to just imagine ourselves being this or being that, to when we became in charge of our own lives and we're still telling ourselves to imagine ourselves doing this or doing that. What were some of the choices we made when we were little and did they change when we grew up? After all, we had freedom of choice, whether in our imagination or in reality. And that's what we're going to talk about today, freedom of choice and where those choices take us. Now, when I was growing up, we had a huge neighborhood with so many kids that you would never find yourself left out. There were boys and girls of so many different ages and backgrounds, and you always had a few that you gravitated towards. No one really had any idea of what they wanted to be when they grew up, but they all knew that we had a special bond and we promised that no matter what, we would always be friends. And as we started in our school careers, there were some that were better in academics and some in sports and some in both, and yes, some in neither. But again, that bond was there and we continued to be there for each other. And we had that freedom of choice about where we would spend our time and with whom. Now then, of course, college and marriage and children and divorce and losing parents and moving away and so many other factors came into our lives. And again, those core values of friendship, trust, and relationships remain strong. And all of our classes in high school can still pick up a phone and have your trusted childhood friend at the other end with the words of comfort and excitement that we all remember and still cherish. So what does this really have to do with freedom of choice? 
everything. You see, we're all given a journey to follow in our lives. Some are smoother than others, and some have the ups and downs that we just weren't sure we'll ever get through. But it's the freedom to follow the choices we make, and it's the freedom to support those who started your journey with you. Now, are you experiencing the freedom you want in your life? What's behind those choices that you have? It's time to dig deep and see how you can find and really live the freedom in your life. So here's a couple of ways to start. The first is, how do you define freedom? Is it having control over your life? Is it the same for everyone? Freedom of choice is the right of individuals to determine their own actions. It's not giving up control. It's controlling the actions that make you feel you need to control everything. Don't let not having enough money or a size zero body control your every thought. That control doesn't make you happy. It's allowing you to control the other things that you're happy with. You have to make sure that whatever you choose, you have the ability to continue to grow. The second is, what choices are you making for yourself? Every choice you make is yours and yours alone. And while we all need accountability partners to keep us on track, they are not the ones who will keep those choices in place. They may seem to be, but in reality, if you're not ready to do what they're telling you to do, you won't do it. The third is you have to be responsible for your own life, every part of it. Now, it's easy to play the blame game when things don't go well, but you have to own every part of your life, and that includes the good, the bad, and of course, the ugly. So don't give someone the power to control how your day will start and how it will end. And the last, most importantly, is to make the choice to love yourself. Now, I would bet that if you took a random survey and everyone was being totally honest, most would say they don't love themselves the way they should. Loving yourself is really the greatest freedom of choice we have. So why are we not using it in a way for greater good in our lives? Maybe it's just too hard to do. Maybe it wasn't expected of us. Maybe there are a hundred other reasons. But freedom of choice comes in so many different ways. Loving yourself should be the first way we show it. Now we're going to take a break to thank our sponsor, Walking on the Glass Floor. And when we come back, you're going to hear from my very special guest who will share her thoughts about the freedom to choose to make a difference. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio, and we'll be right back. What happens after shattering the glass ceiling? You're now walking on the glass floor. Walking on the Glass Floor, Seven Essential Qualities for Women Who Lead is a timely and indispensable business guide for all women, whether you're moving out of a dorm room or moving into an executive suite. Introducing readers to the seven keys to success in business and life, Judy Hoberman brings her fresh voice, sales savvy, and thoughtful approach to each of the essential and most powerful leadership qualities. Written in her trademark no-nonsense glass half-full prose, Judy's blueprint for business teaches all women how to cultivate and strengthen key skills that will serve them in both business and life. Uncover amazing qualities they already possess that will help them lead and succeed and harness universal leadership qualities to continue reaching their full potential. By providing authentic real-life case studies and inspiring quotes throughout, Judy fills each page with the timely advice women need right now. Walking on the glass floor is like having Judy Hoberman sitting right next to you as your business mentor, personal life coach, and best friend all at the same time. You can order your own copy of the book at walkingontheglassfloor.com. Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Now, I am super excited for my very special guest, VR Small. VR is the founder and the executive director for the Veterans Women's Enterprise Center, 
also known as VWEC, a national initiative that has broken ground in Southern Dallas as the first of many that are projected for Texas and for across the nation. Committed to advocacy for women and small businesses, VR serves as the advisory committee for TWU, Center for Women's Entrepreneurs, and is a fellow of SMU, Hunt Institute for Engineering and Humanity, Inclusive Economy, Dallas Public Voices 2019, and the Bush Institute Stanto Veteran Leadership Programs. She serves on the 30th Congressional District Veteran Advisory Committee and Representative Neves Sexual Violence Task Force. Most importantly, VR is a U.S. Navy veteran, proud stepdaughter, and sister to U.S. Army retired Vietnam and Iraq veterans, respectively. Welcome to the show, VR. I am super excited to have you here. Good morning, Judy. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be with you. Awesome. So the discussion of the day, freedom of choice. When you hear that, what does that mean to you? We want to sometimes blame other people for our situations, but we're really in control. And so freedom of choice means to me taking risks, deciding what you're going to do, what you're not going to do, and then taking full responsibility for those decisions. Okay, so have you ever been uh, presented with choices that you weren't ready for, but you did them anyway? Well, yeah, I think, you know, it goes all the way back to when I was 17, which really wasn't that far ago, (laughs) (laughs) when I decided to join the Navy. I wanted to go to school to be an officer, JAG officer, journalism. Those were my things I was interested in. And um, I joined the military. And I remember the recruiter saying, you need a school to get a school. Well, that was really the poorest point he was giving me. Mm-hmm. But in fact, he should have been sending me to a officer, a recruiter. But I went in. And I did well because I made that choice. I made that decision not to do additional research, to listen to that person. So I could spend a lot of time today saying, oh, that person put me on the wrong track. But we have to take responsibility for the things we do and the things that we don't do. I made the best of my career in the Navy and I still love the Navy, even though it wasn't what I anticipated it would be. I learned a lot. And I think I always tell people, you have to play the hand you're dealt. So whatever hand you get dealt, That's what you're going to get to play unless you're going to throw the cards in and give up. And that's not an option for you. We know that. Absolutely not. That's not an option for uh, anybody, I think, that has served. I think sometimes people find themselves at the end of the road, but you just have to keep thinking there really is no end. Our journey, our destiny goes well beyond this life and, and in my opinion, this place. And so there is no end of the road. There's today. I was reading a post by a colleague of mine. He was saying, be intentional. You know, forget about what happened yesterday, what happened last week. Today is your opportunity to get it right. Today is your opportunity to do something different. So what are you going to do with this day that's been given you? Yeah, because you'll never have this day again and you've never had it before. So you might as well really hold on to this one and do things the way either you want, you should, or what you deserve to do. Absolutely. Living in the past only drains you. Thinking about what happened yesterday, what you didn't do last week, those things drain you and they're not productive. You're not producing anything while you're in that thought pattern. What you have to think about is what am I going to do today? How am I going to make today better than yesterday? Yep, totally hear that. 
Okay, so you've had quite a career in the military, whether it was exactly what you wanted or not, it was still quite a career. And we thank you so much for your service. And now you're focusing on women veterans. So how did you make that decision? So it wasn't something I decided. It's kind of how your path reveals itself to you. When I returned to Dallas in 2015, I'm going to tell you the truth. I have been teaching in New York. I love teaching. I, I, I just love it. And I had decided when I returned back to Dallas, I was going to get a teaching job. I was going to pursue my doctorate, write my book and do what I love, teach and speak and engage people. And I got here and I was just encircled by veteran programs and veteran resources and veteran women. And I got involved with this program called Roll Call at the time. It was being produced by the Texas Veterans Commission's Women's Program. And they asked me when we brought it to Dallas to do this entrepreneur component at our conference. And in doing the research, I thought it was going to be easy. This is Dallas. This is the, the Metroplex. We've got everything. So I just thought this was going to be the simplest thing one person could ever ask me to do. But in doing my research, I found out we didn't even have a women's business center in Dallas at that time. And there were no resources for women veterans to be found. Everything was either online or distance or something you had to book way in advance. You couldn't just reach out and get what you needed. So I engaged my colleagues at SCORE. I'm a SCORE mentor. And I got the ladies together and said, hey, let's put this program together. And when we finished, women kept coming up to me and reaching out to me and saying, what's next? How do I get this? How do I get that? And I started thinking, you know what, maybe we need something more. I initially started out with this concept of a women's resource center, veteran women's resource center. And a couple of my colleagues, I pitched it to said, no, V, when we think resource center, we think everything under the sky. And, and you don't want to do that because you're new and you don't have everything under the sky. So I started thinking about what do I do well? What skills do I bring to the table. And I had started the Brooklyn Executive Business Women's Association for business women in Brooklyn that wanted to network. I had my own small business, the Small Industries um, Organizational Success Strategies, and we help businesses strategize about their next steps. So I thought, you know what? I've got this great background in business. Why don't I do something with women veteran business owners? That's who's reaching out to me. That's who says they have a need. Let's fill the need. And so I pitched this to some gentlemen at the Veteran Resource Center because a colleague of mine, Charlene, she will ever be a part of our history. She said to me, you need to bring this to these gentlemen. And I pitched it to them. And to my surprise, <laughs> they said yes. And, and it was surprising because I just moved to Dallas. They didn't actually know me. They didn't know if I could make this happen. It was all concept. Never been done before. This is the first center in our nation. And it's the only one in our nation. And these guys said yes. And they gave me 2,700 square feet of space. And they brought their partners to the table to handle all the renovations. Wow. So to me, it's kind of a godsend. Like, God kept opening the right doors. Because I kept thinking, this isn't going to happen. At first, I thought the guys are not going to say yes. And they did. And then I was totally shocked. And then I thought, well, they're going to give me the space. And it really needed some serious renovations, Judy. I mean, it was nothing to look at. And I thought I was going to have to run all around Dallas, you know, begging people to give me donations and to upgrade the furniture and all this stuff. And, you know, after we did our, our groundbreaking on June 12th, uh, 2017, I came back to the center. I opened the doors and they're tearing down the walls and, you know, <laughs> tearing up the floor. And I'm thinking, what's going on? And they said, no, 
we're going to fully renovate this space. Wow. Another godsend. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even imagine that we were going to get that much. So it kind of threw me on a path that I did not envision. It's just that when God puts something, I think, on your heart and he says, go with it, or when you see a need and you know you can meet that need, sometimes you just got to step up to the plate and do what needs to be done. Yeah, but I think VR, a lot of times it, that it's presented to people and they ignore it, even though they that's really, you know, what they want to do and their desire to do and where their passion is, but they ignore it because it might be too hard or it might be, it's never been done before. But with you, you went, you went full force and they said yes, because you know what? When you don't ask, the answer is always no. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was doing things in New York and, and collaborating with people and getting things. And I remember folks kept coming back to me saying, how'd you do that? How did you get that? And all I could say was, I asked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was it. I asked. I was like, well, can we use this space? Sure. Can you work with us on this? Sure. Will you come and speak at my event? Sure. It was just a matter of reaching out to people and asking because all they can do is say no. And once they say no, you don't have to waste your time wandering anymore on to the next thing. Absolutely. And I want to tell you something, Judy. My women's group in Brooklyn, it ended really crazy and it left a very bad taste in my mouth. So I want you to be clear. When I moved to Dallas, I had no intention starting anything that had to do with a group of women. I'm just going to be honest. That was not on my mind. And when I started it, I was planning it for somebody else. I had planned to hand it off here. Here's a great idea. You go do that. And so literally when this was put on my heart, I struggled with it. It wasn't something I was running around, jumping up and down saying I'm going to do. I struggled with it because I didn't want to have that experience again. But I think it goes back to how we started can't live in the past because something didn't work out in the past doesn't mean it won't work out in the future. Absolutely. So I want to give you some statistics about women's veterans. This is from smallbusiness.com and it says that there are 2.52 million businesses in the U.S. that are majority owned by veterans. 442,000 of them are businesses with employees, which employ 2.08 million. Okay that have no employees. So there's a lot of people there. But here's the big one. Female veteran-owned businesses are about 15.2% of all the businesses, 15.2%. So tell us how you and the Veteran Women's Enterprise Center and all of your resources are planning on moving that number of female veteran-owned businesses up. What are you doing to encourage more women to start businesses? Because you know as well as I do, starting a business is not easy. We all know that. It's not easy. But when you're a veteran, a lot of times the, the skills that you had when you were active cannot be translated into skills that are in what we call the normal real world because they just don't exist. And yet there are so many women that are veterans that have these incredible skills and a very different mindset and are hard workers and really want to do this. How are you going to help that needle move so we can get more female veteran-owned businesses running? So Judy, I'm going to add to those numbers because what you didn't mention is that that survey of business owners, those numbers, women veteran grew from 4% of all veteran-owned businesses to that 15.2% over just five years. Wow. Okay. So there, there, so it is growing. 100,000 new business. Absolutely. 97, nearly 97% of that group are non-employees, but they reported receipts of over 7 billion. Hmm. And the other little over 3% 
reported receipts of over 10 billion, and they employ over 100,000 individuals. In fact, that group had a payroll increase of over 56% during just that five-year period. But here's what was shocking to me. Let's go back to that 97% that's not employers. Their mm-hmm. average revenues was under 25K. So it's not that we're not starting businesses, but we're not able to scale these businesses. And so the focus for the Veteran Women's Enterprise Center is to engage these women all over the nation, of course, starting here in Dallas and our model facility to help them scale their business. And we have three standard programs that we push because we believe these programs really help women or will help women get to the next level. So first we have our program, Breakfast with a Banker. It's a four-week series where we dove in on helping them prepare their finances. I cannot tell you how many women come to me for mentoring and they don't understand business finances. They can't tell me what's on their income statement. They can't explain their cash flow. They don't have a balance sheet. And so when you go to the bank without a clear understanding of financing, you're not going to get the capital you need because the bank thinks you don't understand your business. And in some instances... You don't. So getting them financially prepared so that they can access capital is critical. Our next program, Coffee and Contract, we're working to get women certified and to help them get together because you can bid collectively. So I may be small and you may be small and she may be small, but when the three of us bring our capabilities together, we're a lot bigger. And collectively, we can bid for some of those contracts and win. We also have our Brunch with the Buyer program where we try to get women in front of corporate diversity suppliers. Why are we doing these three things? Because most of these women are living off of referrals. People they know, know what they do, so they support them. Family supports them. It's a community-based business, so the community supports them. But if they're really going to step up their game and be competitive, they're going to have to diversify their revenue streams. And when you're doing the 9 to 5, 24-7 grind, When do you have time? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And who's going to help you? And the biggest thing I find out with businesses is that you don't know what you don't know. So until you get out there, you're oblivious to all of the different things that are going on around you. Look at this. I'm going to give you some more shocking statistics. The National Women's Business Council did a deep dive into the census annual survey of entrepreneurs. You know what they found out? For every dollar that a male veteran-owned business earns, a female veteran earns just seven cents. Wow. So it's even than what they're talking about. Yeah, it's worse than what they're talking about with the 77 cents. That's horrible. Exactly. And this is a business. We're not talking about somebody paying you a salary. This is your business. This is how you're paying your bills. Here's the other statistic. Remember that 3.3 that employed over 100,000 people? Mm-hmm. The annual employee survey says that if they did revenues proportionate to their number, like everybody else, instead of $10 billion, they would have did over $29 billion. Wow. Triple, more than triple, almost quadruple their number. It's not that we're not starting businesses. It's not that we're not out there. We're not moving to that next level. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio, and we'll be right back. Are you a sales professional stuck in a rut? Are you a sales manager trying to direct women in your company? 
In her book, Selling in a Skirt, Judy Hoberman offers invaluable and proven insights into how gender differences can affect sales outcomes and the tools and strategies to drive real results in today's marketplace. Judy offers a suite of workshops, seminars, and coaching programs that complement her highly successful book. Her 30 years in sales have given her both the knowledge and a sense of humor about the gender differences that we should all understand and embrace instead of feeling unable to communicate. Judy's humorous stories about how men and women sell, manage, recruit, and supervise differently will enlighten you in learning how both genders can support each other's successes in a more productive way. Find out more by going to sellinginaskirt.com. Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. I really think that there is um, such value in everything you're doing, but I was looking and I looked that you are launched a research project called Moments That Matter in collaboration with the uh, Dallas Federal Reserve Bank. So talk to us about the Moments That Matter. The Moments That Matter research project, in my opinion, because my background is in organizational development, is where we should have started. And I've been pitching this ever since I came up with the idea because I know that in developing programs, it should be driven by data. So what we have developed is driven by mega data. But the National Women's Business Council recommended as far back as 2015, if we really want to understand what's going on with women veteran-owned businesses, we've got to do local research. In fact, the SBA Advisory Committee on Veteran Business Affairs made the same recommendation that they were going to commission research because they wanted to know, you know, why this increase in participation? You know, how do we best support this group so that they continue to grow, like you said? And then what are the best practices? Who's getting it right? Who's really being able to help these women? And so when I reach out to my colleagues at the Chambers and at the certification agencies and different business groups. And I said to them, hey, we need to do this research on women veteran-owned businesses. They gave me consistently one of two answers. Oh, we don't have any women veteran-owned businesses. Or we only have a couple. The truth is, they don't know. Because they don't ask. And women veterans don't self-identify. So it's this kind of research that is going to be impactful so that we can give women veterans a voice. I'll tell you what we do know. The Texas Veteran Commission has a list of over 750 women veteran-owned businesses that applied through their entrepreneur verification program to get their LLC. And we all agree that a lot of those women just stumbled on them while they were on the Secretary of the State website, you know, trying to figure out how do I file my LLC. So that number is much bigger because Texas has the second largest group of women veteran-owned businesses in our nation, nearly 40,000. And statistics say that the predominance of that group is in Houston and Dallas. So what are we doing to engage this group? And remember that 40,000, that's almost 10%. So let's go back to those numbers I was talking about. If we were making numbers proportionate to our side, that 10 billion would have been 29 billion. So Texas would have gotten 10% of that. And that would have been $2.9 billion induced into our economy. So what are we waiting for? That's a good question. Why aren't we all getting to the table and supporting these women and getting them ready to access even just federal set-aside? Because that money's already set aside for you. 
And it is billions of dollars that would be brought into our state, which doesn't have a state tax. So it comes straight to our communities. Imagine that kind of influx of revenues. When we know from the Women Philanthropy Institute that women, when they make more, they give more. And we also know women give where they're connected, where they're connected to their community. It's a win-win for everybody. You know, it's really a shame you're not passionate about this, VR. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get there. I, I really know. am. Uh, you, you are awesome. So I, I want to say something. You know, I, I, when I was snooping around on the website, you know, I always like the mission and the vision. But your core values, you say that visionary women helping women empowering and committed to success. So does this include non-veterans as part of your circle of visionary women who can help support and promote and teach and engage and so on and so forth. Oh, absolutely. That's why our second bat, well, you've got to have vision. You've got to be a visionary because again, this is brand new. It doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And people will ask you every day, why, 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 why? And that's why it's so important that I know the statistics, that I know what's going on, that I know who else is doing what they're doing. So we can make sure that when we present our rationale, it's unrefutable. You can't say that there's not a need. You can't say that the numbers don't match up. You can't say that there's not an impact if this research doesn't go well and women don't really speak up, be heard, be recognized. You know what I'm saying? But here we go. Women helping women, that is a phenomenon. It's like a tornado. And if we ever really get in the spin, oh my God, what we could accomplish So this is not just about veteran women or military spouses or military women. This is about women in general, helping women. Because see, you may can't access the federal set aside because uh, this person may not be a veteran or they may not be a military spouse. But if you connect with me collectively, we can go after those funds so we can help each other grow. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm completely committed to that. I mean, I think you have to stay in your lane. You have to know what you're doing, but you have to also have the big picture right there on your wall. I know this is where I'm going. I'm going through this tunnel. But when I get through, there's a bigger world. I also understand that we're going to be celebrating Women's Veterans Day simply because you have been persistent and supportive and have your leadership and you're right out there. So Women's Veterans Day, tell us about that. It took a lot of amazing women, starting with Representative Nieves um, and her team. They came up with the concept. They thrust it out there. And then they asked us for our support. And actually, female veterans came from Houston, Colleen, and Dallas, up to Austin to testify why we needed this day. And I'm so glad you asked me because people think, oh, well, Veterans Day is not good enough for you. No, Veterans Day is awesome. But women have a special, unique history in the military. And that story is not being told, nor is it really being celebrated on Veterans Day. But June 12th was when Harry Truman signed, I think it was 1948, the Women's Service Integration Act. And that act cracked the door and said, you know what? Women veterans will no longer just serve us as volunteers when we're at war, but we could join the military whenever we wanted to. And that wasn't available to us before. But that was just the beginning of the fight, Judy. I mean, when we first came in, women didn't have benefits for their family like the men did. 
they can only get benefits. Um, they had to fight to get into certain jobs. They had to fight to be at certain bases. And that fight continued until 2016 when they finally lifted and said women can serve in any position in the military. Look how many years. 1948, 2016, 2018. It's amazing. Amazing. It is. So I'm just one of many women that said, hey, we need to make this happen. And I am honored, literally honored and humbled to have been in the right place at the right time to be a part of this, because this is a movement, not just in Texas, but across our nation. We really want to make June 12th Women's Veterans Day. So women across our nation will wake up and celebrate. It's all about educating, validating and commemorating women who have and are serving in our military. Well, let me just say, VR, there's no such thing as a coincidence. And it wasn't that you were in the right place at the right time. You put yourself in that place and there was a plan there. So we're looking forward to June 12th. How can our listeners connect with you, find out about all the things that you're doing, find out about the Women's Center so maybe they can be either, if they're a veteran, that they can be part of it. If they're not a veteran, maybe they can support you. How do they connect with you? If you go to at Veteran Women S. EC, you'll find our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our LinkedIn. Our website is that same uh, series of words and letters, veteran women, S as in Sam, E as in Eddie, C as in Charlie.org. And from there, you can connect to us via email. Phone number is there 214 489 7984. Everything is there. Our calendar is there. You can donate. We always need money. We're a nonprofit, but we're doing business so we think like a business. And in business, you need investments. It takes money to make money. That's right. And so we're going to really help these women be successful. We can't just keep telling them, hey, this is what you need to do because they need capital like any other business. If you're going to grow, you're going to have to inflect some capital in there. So if we're going to help them, we need capital because we need to be functional. They can't come to us and we're dysfunctional and we tell them we're going to help them be the best. No, everybody at the table has to have their best game going if we're all going to be successful. So that's VeteranWomenSEC.org. And then all of our social media is at VeteranWomenSEC. Now, we post everything we're doing, and I have to tell you this. We are doing our first annual National Women's Business Week Conference next week, October 16th, is Wednesday. Judy, you've been to our winning Wednesday, so we try to be consistent. It's the third Wednesday, but this Wednesday, we're really winning. We have Jessica Flynn flying in from Idaho. Um, she is one of the National Women's Business Council board member. She's an Emmy Award winning journalist, and she is just on her game. Um, I'm going to be posting later today a link to a news feature they did for her where she's working with women in urban communities or rural communities to get them connected so that they can really grow their businesses. And she's excited about coming to Dallas, sharing what she's doing, talking about the importance of research, what the National Women's Business Council is doing, and how we as women can help women. That's also awesome. that day, we're going to have a Women Helping Women panel. We already have Capital Factory on board. Elevate Dallas is coming out to speak. And more women are joining into this panel discussion. And afterwards, we're going to have table talks where you can connect with these groups intimately to find out, hey, how can I get connected? How can this group help me? 
Again, how can we as women help each other? And then we're going to end the conference with a performance pitch. And we have a $1,000 judge award and a $500 audience choice award. So there's money on the table. And if I was you, I wouldn't leave it there. Absolutely. That sounds like a great idea and a great way to end our session together. So I want to thank you, VR, so much for sharing the mic with me. You are a powerhouse and I'm excited that we're connected and I look forward to creating some great adventures together. Absolutely, Judy. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing, getting women connected, getting those informative people to the table to share their strengths, to share their challenges and their weaknesses, because we learn from everything. So shows like yours is absolutely phenomenal and important to us all. Thank you again for having me. Thank you. And I want to leave everyone with this quote. Success doesn't always come from the big actions we take, but from the sum of all the small actions we repeat. I thank you all for tuning in today and every Monday where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business, and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. And make sure you stay connected with us. And remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next week, this is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.